Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcasts. You're listening to WIS Business, the podcast, Wisconsin's business news source. Now, here's your host. Hi, everybody. It's Stephanie Hawk here with WIS Business, the podcast. Today, I'm joined by Vanessa Miller, a partner at Foley and Lardner. She's also the co-chair of Foley's Coronavirus Task Force and the firm's supply chain team. Vanessa, thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. You're also one of the authors of a recent report from your firm, a survey on how manufacturers plan to alter their supply chains based on lessons learned during the COVID-19 pandemic. So to start off, can you tell us more about the sample of manufacturers that responded to the survey? We surveyed nearly 150 manufacturing companies. Of those respondents, over 60% of them were actually C-suite level at their company. And they came from a wide array of industries, really representative of the client areas that we serve. A lot of automotive, uh, also general manufacturing, transportation and logistics, and then healthcare and medical products. So very wide sampling. Was location pretty wide as well? Most of them are based out of the U.S. or Mexico. Um, I think over 80% were in the U.S. Foley and Lardner is headquartered in Wisconsin, so a number of our respondents are headquartered in Wisconsin as well. But we also have offices across the entire um, U.S. and Mexico. From these 150 manufacturers, you guys found four big takeaways. The first is manufacturers moving away from lowest cost supplier and just-in-time manufacturing models. The lean manufacturing model, uh, just-in-time, also referred to as the the JIT model, it it really is the norm for a lot of reasons and, and preferred by a number of companies because you have Uh, inventory that does not need to be stored or sitting on hand at your facility, it is only ordered and received as needed, which makes it really efficient uh, from not needing warehousing and worrying about inventory and and first in, first out and other concerns that companies have if they maintain large stocks of inventory. On the other hand, when you're just in time, time is of the essence. And any downtime caused by a late shipment, quality issue, a line stoppage can be extremely expensive and can result in like hundreds of thousands of dollars in damages to a company. So it's, it's a risky model if there is any hiccup in the supply chain. What we're hearing from companies is that while cost is king, and it's always going to be a main driver. We're we're learning that companies are considering whether it's best to have some inventory on hand, have some buffer to ensure that they're they're not so tied to receiving just-in-time inventory from their supply chain partners. The other three takeaways included supply chain visibility, sourcing production away from China, and a quicker adoption of technology and innovation. Why are manufacturers moving in that direction? I'll start with the moving manufacturing outside of China. That has been going on since before pandemic. We saw a major shift in the way companies were thinking about where they should be sourcing from, where 
low cost manufacturing can be achieved as a result of the tariffs and trade wars beginning a couple of years ago. Many companies reported that they were better poised as a result of having shifted a lot of stock, a lot of uh, supply out of, out of China and looking at alternate regions, looking uh, at Mexico, looking at other areas of Asia, even considering onshoring, coming back to the US where product is closer and therefore any issues that arise as a result of something outside of the party's control, a force majeure event, the pandemic, or, or even just a regular logistics issue can be fixed faster and remedied faster. Um, another area that we touched upon in the survey was resiliency and what companies are doing to, to determine their supply chains are resilient. And there, there really has been a concerted effort in the recent years and certainly heightened by uh, the, the impacts of the pandemic to test weaknesses in a company's supply chain, look back and see where issues occurred and what lessons can be learned as a result of those issues and then shore up the issues. And finally, Vanessa, this report is meant to be applied nationally, but zooming in on Wisconsin, where we're celebrating Manufacturing Month and where manufacturing is one of the state's top industries, this is the future for manufacturing. We absolutely are seeing companies based in Wisconsin implementing these strategies. One area that was touched on in the report was end-to-end logistics and services that are available for companies to real-time track the locations of where things are, not just where their parts are, not even only where their tier ones uh, or the tier just below them where their products are, but looking all the way down to where raw materials are. And there's actually software and companies that can do this such that if there is an impact, you learn about it as soon as possible and can implement a contingency plan. We talked with a number of Wisconsin-based C-suite executives, and they they said that they are using, currently using software. They're requiring more transparency with their suppliers to not just know where their suppliers' parts are, but understanding where their their suppliers' sub-suppliers' parts and raw materials are, so that issues can be communicated more quickly and reacted to more quickly by everyone that's affected in the chain. You've been listening to Wisp Business, the podcast. Now stay tuned for a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Ben Miller from UW-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of Wisp Politics and Wisp Business Podcast. UW-Madison is one of our state's greatest economic engines, accounting for $15 billion in economic impact statewide. UW-Madison is working for Wisconsin.